This is Just In Time. We may like beer. We may have been drinking beer. We may be drinking beer. Okay. We are drinking beer. And truth be told, they make the voice guy drink beer too. Those bastards. You're listening to Just In Time. It's funny. Covering current events. Beer reviews. Ah, beer. Ah, beer. Movie reviews. And anything else that's going on in this crazy world. So grab yourself a cold pop and let's rock it. This is Just In Time with Justin and Carl. All right, welcome to Just In Time. This is Justin, and sad to say, Carter did not show up for work tonight. Carter is officially missing from the Just In Time show. It is very quiet on the Just In Time show. It is so nice and relaxing that Carter decided not to show up for work. But if you are in the Seattle area... And you see an adult male that kind of resembles a homeless man that is wearing no pants and infant diapers, last described wearing a pirate hat and boots with the fur. Please don't call the police. Just contact the Justin Time Show and we'll send Stacy come pick up that drunk ass. That said, I'm not going to put any more attention on Carter's bad behavior, so we're going to get right into it and talk about some cool current events, cool things happen in Hollywood. We have some weird news, and Carter can't tell me what to say. We might have a six-pack rant later. We might not. Depends how many of these beers I can down in the next 15, 20 minutes. That said, a couple cool things happening in uh, Hollywood this week. Um, First off the list here, let's talk about Dexter, New Blood. First episode premiered on Showtime. So, I know this one's been highly anticipated by a lot of Dexter fans. Michael C. Hall plays a lovable, huggable serial killer of Dexter Morgan. And he's where we left him from the last season. He's living out, I shouldn't say he's loving life, but he's living his life being 10 years sober from killing. And here's a couple things with the uh, first episode. And I'm not going to tear too much into it. Uh, because it is the first episode, and it does have some brilliant writers attached to it. But I will say this. I am a little nervous, those of you that have seen it, I'm not going to give any spoilers, of how much they're putting into episode one. It's almost like it's feeling rushed. And I just really hope this doesn't turn out to be a quick cash grab where they're expecting one season, and then that's it. Because the way they rush episode one makes me a little uh, weary of that. But again. I'm not going to judge it. Episode one, uh, Michael C. Hall is brilliant. The writers attached to it did some of the uh, better seasons and episodes of uh, Dexter. So I have high hopes for this. I'm not a huge fan of episode one so far, but again, we'll see where it goes. Halfway through the season, I'll start judging. Uh, And I'm glad I get this episode alone because I know Carter wouldn't have watched it. So it wouldn't have been really a good conversation. So if you haven't checked out Dexter, please watch the original episodes before you watch this one, or else it's not going to make any sense to you. That said, next in Hollywood is something that I am super excited for. Um, I've been waiting for this for a long time. 
and it kind of uh, gave us a little snippet, uh, but the Ghostbusters final trailer came out and everybody's been waiting for the original cast to appear. They have not. And even in this trailer, they don't fully come into play, but you, they, the marketing team does do something brilliant here. They give us just a little bit to hang on to where you watch till the end of the trailer and you see the three Ghostbusters line up and Bill Murray's voice and you don't see their faces, but it is absolutely enough to just make me even much more excited for this movie. Uh, it's I'll be in line. And next episode, me and Carter will be reviewing Ghostbusters. We'll have a special uh, review of this um, to explain our thoughts on the new Ghostbusters. And I think me and Carter both agree that, well, I'm not going to speak for Carter because he didn't show up to fucking work. Uh, but I agree that this is going to be the best movie I shouldn't say the best movie, but one of the most exciting movies of the year. And I know I'm setting myself up for a good hype, but we'll see what happens. So, but Ghostbusters comes out November 19th. Get your tickets. The movies are back. I recommend don't wait. Get rid of this pandemic shit and go see Ghostbusters. I haven't even seen it yet, but I'm telling people to go see it. So don't blame me if it sucks. But uh, with that said, uh... Let's get into my beer review. And I did bring something to review on behalf of Carter. I think me and Carter know each other pretty well, where I know what he would bring to the table and what he would review. So I will do my beer review, and then I will review on behalf of Carter. In a way, Carter would review his uh, choice. So up this week, my Beer pick of the week is Wheat Street IPA by Red Hook. It stands at a 6.7% and it comes in a very cool can that I absolutely love. And you can check it out on my on our Instagram at Justin Time Show. Uh, but the artwork is by Shogu OTA. Uh, so if you're a fan of Red Hook, you're definitely going to love this beer. This one is definitely going to be a, one of my top picks. Um, it's a wheat beer, uh, and it does have a little bit of the uh, signature uh, Red Hook uh, bite to it. And I don't know. This one, I think, is going to be my go-to beer uh, this uh, winter. It's not too harsh. It's not a strong aftertaste. It's a really just yummy, just go-to beer. You have a little hint of uh, citrus in it, but not too overly sweet, um, where it's not overbearing. If you're a fan of Blue Moon, this one, um, you'll have a little hint of it. It's not as citrusy, but it has enough hoppiness to it to uh, just keep your attention. So out of five beers, I'm going to, Carter's going to kick, uh, give me shit for this, but I'm going to give this four and about four out of five beers. This one is definitely going to be one of the better ones we've tasted on the show. And uh, check it out. It's Wheat Street IPA uh, by Red Hook. Definitely uh, one for the books, and we're going to highlight that, I think, on our Instagram because I think this one's worth uh, pumping out there. So well done, Red Hook. With that said, next up, I will be reviewing Carter's choice this week. So what I have is an unlabeled can that I found in the back of a 7-Eleven. So um, I don't know what the alcohol content is. It's kind of a greenish brownish liquid um 
yeah, the can's kind of dented. Kind of used to be silver. Now it's just kind of a copper glaze. Uh, I'm not going to drink it. I'm just going to hold it here. So I'm just going to review. You know, so without drinking, I'll just give Carter's review. Carter would probably give it like a six out of five stars. And he'll probably say, oh, that's delicious. Oh, it was free. So that would uh, wrap up uh, Carter's uh, beer choice of the week. The rusted old tin can from the back of 7-Eleven. Can't wait to see what he comes back to the show with after wandering the streets of Seattle. Anyways, so don't drink Carter's beer. Drink Wheat Street IPA, not a sponsor by Red Hook. And again, they are not a sponsor. This beer is just absolutely delicious, and I highly recommend it. Uh, best beer I've drinking in a while. Um, so again, well done, Red Hook. Check out the picture if you want more information on uh, the Justin Time Show Instagram. Make sure to follow. Getting right into the news. We got some weird news, and this one I am kind of disappointed that Carter's not here to share this with me, because right off the bat, we have some really weird stories. And again, we're not a political show, but Carter's not here. We might have a six-pack rant since he can't tell me not I can't do it at the end of the show. But we're going to do some weird news just to lighten your day. And I shouldn't say lighten your day because the first one, and I do apologize to all men out there. This next, and I will give a warning, this next headline could be very traumatizing. If you are driving and you are a male, when I read this, please pull over or prepare yourself. All right, first in the news, court dissolves marriage after wife attempted to burst husband's testicles. Yes, I did warn you. This is absolutely horrible. So, I don't even know if I can get through this, okay? So this one, right now, I'm I'm cringing below the waist right now reading this. All right, so I'm not going to read the whole one. I want to get through this article as quickly as possible because this is very difficult for me. But apparently a judge says they need to go their separate ways because at any little fight, and I'm not going to mention their names because there's no way I'm going to do them justice and pronounce them right. Uh, but the judge announced that their marriage goes these different ways because every time they would get into a little argument, the wife would grab the husband's testicles and twist when they were fighting. Um, from what the husband said, apart from twisting my scrotum, she was always hitting me with dangerous weapons over trivial, trivial issues. She once cut me with a machete on my hand. Holy shit. On my head during one of our fights. Hey, I take that over the testicle squeezing. I don't know why he's complaining. So if I had a choice from a machete to the head and my testicles being twisted, hey, I think I can speak for everybody and say, chop my fucking head off. So, oh man. Uh, the 43-year-old petitioner said that his wife was in the habit of going out and returning at will, adding that each time he cautioned her, she would engage him in a fight. So anytime this guy would question his wife, she'd try and pop his testicles. Thank God. So kudos to this judge. I mean, I, I why? Th these guys were together for eight years. That's eight years of ball squeezing. So I, it doesn't shock me, but there's no... Well, they do have kids. How the, how the hell does this guy have kids? She must have squeezed the kids out of his testicles. Holy shit. All right, so apparently uh, squeezing testicles for eight years, you can still have kids. All right, that answers that question. Oh, man. 
All right. So congratulations on the divorce of that. You can finally live free and your balls are probably look like a figure eight at this point. All right. Next in the news. And this one uh, is going to be kind of. <laughs> oh, Stacy, another one. All right. So monkey. I should say service monkey belonging to Texas special teams coach stripper girlfriend bites tiled on Halloween. Yeah. So there's a, okay. Yeah. You heard that right. So there's a stripper that has a service monkey and this monkey actually performs on stage with her too. Yeah. I'm not shitting you. So, all right. The only monkey that hasn't been spanked in that whole joint, I swear to God. So a monkey bites a kid. This service monkey bit a kid on Halloween. And apparently they had a haunted house at the, at their uh, their residence. And a kid opened a gate apparently and tried to poke his finger in the, in the cage and bit the kid. So, one, this has to be the coolest haunted house ever. Just going to a, a football coach and a stripper's house. And you can't blame the kid. He's seen a monkey. So apparently uh, they're going on the defense on this one saying the monkey wasn't supposed to be touched. Um, he left his. By the way, the stripper's name is called the pole assassin. Okay. I, I just wanted to throw that in there. So, uh, but they're defending it, saying it's a service monkey and they shouldn't have been touched. So apparently there's going to be some legal battles on this that uh, I'm not going to go into detail on. But the topic of the uh, the story is I don't really care about what happens or what the topic is. I just saw the headline of a, the <laughs> service monkey for a stripper. I don't understand if you can ride a pole, if you can go upside down, do acrobats on a pole in front of a bunch of horny middle-aged men, why do you need a monkey? And the monkey is climbing the pole just as well as you are. Like, I don't understand. What the hell is she doing with this monkey to make it so special? That's more of an article than a kid getting bitten, in my opinion. So I want more details on the pole assassin's monkey. And if you haven't checked it out, check out some of these videos of this service monkey. I mean, he's a very talented stripper monkey uh, dancing on these poles here. So take a look at it if you haven't seen uh, Pole Assassin's uh, Service Monkey. That one's a highlight of the weekend. Oh my God, Stafey, these... By reading the titles, these sound super cool, but digging into it, these suck. All right, so next in the news, we have a New York man. Ah, God. New York man catches fire, listed critical after police used a taser on him. So a 29-year-old man from upstate New York is in critical condition after he caught on fire when police used a taser to subdue him. Jason Jones is an intensive care burn unit at Upstate University Hospital with grave injuries he sustained after he reportedly covered himself with hand sanitizer and began arguing with police. All right, so the guy covered himself in hand sanitizer, then tased him. So, I mean, at least he's, here's a couple things. One, he's social distancing at six feet, and he was wearing a mask, and he was covered in hand sanitizer. At least 
He's following the rules. So this I appreciate from this man. So, but, uh, except for apparently uh, covering himself in sanitizer isn't a good idea if you're going to get your ass tasered by the police. So, uh, lesson learned. Go easy on the hand sanitizer if you're going to break the fucking law. All right. Next in the news. Is going to be a time traveler from 2027 shares proof that he's the last person on Earth. Oh, not this fucking guy again. All right. We shared this story a few episodes back and it was bullshit then. It's bullshit now. And I'm not going to give this guy's attention. This is like giving Carter attention for bad behavior. I know I keep doing, uh, but I'm not going to reward this guy's bad behavior. Uh, and I'm not going to promote his uh, TikTok. A man who claims to be a time traveler who's stuck in the year 2027 has shared proof. He's the last person on earth. Bullshit. All right. So Javier has become a hit on TikTok. I'm, there we go. I'm promoting him. Okay, here's the deal. His photos are fake. He's fake. It's horribly photoshopped. And let me uh, break the news to those of you that on the edge of your seats have been following this guy. Javier is not from 2027. He's from 2021. And he's horrible at Photoshop. <sighs> All right. So Stacy Philizas, get rid of no more 2027 guy. This guy's a piece of shit. All right. Moving on. So uh we got a couple other cool things going on. So one, we do have a movie review. We will be removing or I'm sorry, we will be reviewing two movie review reviews today. Um, one that was an absolute delight, and I recommend it to everybody. The other one was the worst movie I've ever seen, and you can kind of take a look. Um, I take a guess uh, when I release the movies. I'll give you some time. The two movies we'll be reviewing today, um, later in the show, is going to be The Eternals and Clifford the Big Red Dog. Those are going to be the two. So stay tuned for that. And we will have a guest reviewer um, helping to review that. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Idiot of the Week. Idiot of the Week. If you checked out The View this week, which is one of my most hated shows, but I did see highlights and I did watch the interview. Adam Schiff, head of the House Intelligence Committee, was on the show discussing the Steele dossier. Can I just say this guy is the complete idiot of the week? This guy not only discredited himself, he discredited his party. He is a complete piece of crap and i think the view uh did a very well one person from the view did a very good job uh talking about this and calling him out on his lies and his responsibility and i'm going to get into that on the six-pack rant in a little bit in the show i'm not going to get ahead of it but i just wanted to highlight the idiot of the week is going to be adam schiff <sighs> i might get ahead of myself for the six-pack rant um but that's just getting me hyped up so how about we uh, think of something a little bit more positive? So let's move in to movie reviews. Something a little bit lighter, something everybody can agree on. If you go into politics, you're probably going to shut off the show and you won't know how the hell the Clifford the re Big Red Dog was. So with that said, we are going to start off. The two movies we're going to be reviewing today is The Eternals and Clifford the Big Red Dog. Which one do you think was a stinker? And which one was a must-see? 
So we'll start off with The Eternals, which is the newest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, any Marvel movie is anticipated um, and are huge box office successes. And let me, before we get ahead of it, let me introduce somebody that's going to sit beside me that just came in into the studio and is going to help me review these movies. And we may agree, we may not agree. That's part of the fun is we don't always see eye to eye, but it's just a movie. So I want you all to say hi to my daughter. We will call her B. Hello, B. Hello. So you had the pleasure of going with Justin, your dad, to go see both movies. You've had a good movie week. Yes, I did. You got two movies, man. And this, and like yesterday was the internals, and today was um the Clifford the Big Red Dog. Okay, so we might get in a heated argument about this because I don't know because we haven't really shared our views on this a little bit because we wanted to save it for the show. Uh, out of the two, which one was your favorite? The internals. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so here's what we're going to do, B. All right, so I'm going to give my review of The Eternals, then you're going to give your review. Okay. okay, we'll start there. How about that? All right, so we are going to start with The Eternals. So it's going to star, of course, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Richard Madden, and a bunch of others. So here's my take on this one. And this hands down, was the biggest piece of garbage Marvel has ever put out. And my, da- and my daughter is giving me a look right now, and I apologize, but this one, we're not going to see eye to eye. I respect her opinion, but this one, and let me tell you why. This movie is a mess. The movie, look at times, looks good, but it is two hours and 37 minutes, I think, and it just drags on. So... The the Eternals, I'm not going to go into the plot because if you're a Marvel fanatic, you know. But they talk about saving humanity, and in two hours and 37 minutes, you don't see a human. They don't interact with any humans. There's no human actors. They have no conversations. You have no sympathy for any humans because you wait two and a half hours, and it's just about them. They are the most selfish superheroes I've ever seen. And it, you can tell... This is all at fault of two people, the writers and the directors. The director, they this was totally out of the ballpark. This director should not have been at the helm of this movie. She banked on cinematic scenery versus engulfing uh, uh, watchers or moviegoers into this story. No character, every character was stale. Every character had no emotion except for one, and he is the only one that I hope returns, is Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Fastos. And he steals the show when he is on screen, but everybody else, horrible. So out of four stars, I will... I had... I'm looking at my daughter's face right now, and just for you... I'm, I'm going to do one and a half stars. I'm not going to do one star. I'm going to do one and a half out of four. One and a half out of four. And stay away from this movie. 
It is. And if you stay till the end credits, let me tell you, the end credits will just heighten your disappointment because it is the worst special effects I have ever seen. The worst costume design I've ever seen. I am, Marvel, listen to me. I am disappointed in you. You should be ashamed of yourselves for this movie. I'm sorry. B, would you like to give your thoughts on this movie? Okay. So, I love this movie because it's different and it gives more action than the other movies besides one. And I like the costumes and all of it. It's just, I don't agree with my dad at all. I give it a, like, a three star. I like it. And I think the costume designs are really good. I don't understand. I just didn't like the first part of it. And then when it goes through, like, to middle, to end, I liked it. But just, like, the beginning was the worst part. I could not handle it. So what about the beginning? Without giving spoilers away, because keep in mind, listeners might not have seen it. What about the beginning did you not like? It was just plain. It didn't have any action. It was just like so plain. It didn't even have anything in it. It was not even one little bit of action. It it was just also disgusting too. Okay. So you said it had a lot of action. And I'm going to challenge you. Out of any Marvel movie, you said this one had the action. Well, not the only one. Okay. I think that Marvel's Endgame was the most action in mm-hmm. the, all of their movies. So what was better, Endgame or this one? Um, I think they're about the mix. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> so, you... I, B, okay. You are saying... Are you saying this one is about the same as Endgame? Yes. Endgame was a way better, though. I think it okay. was way better. You just saved yourself. I don't want to convince <laughs> I don't want to change your opinion. But you know what? Okay. So my review, one and a half out of, you gave it three out of four? Yeah. And my lovely, lovely daughter, who just gave the worst movie of the year three out of four stars. Okay, but Marvel Endgame, I don't like it, be- a little bit of it, because a lot of the superheroes died, even the ones I liked, mm-hmm. so I'm mad about they made a lot of them die, and I was like, why, just why, just no, don't have that happen again, okay. no more superheroes dying. Alright, you're not getting dessert. Rude. <laughs> No, we we got it. No dessert for you. <laughs> I think Marvel Endgame was way better, though. That's for sure. You're just trying to get dessert. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, do me a favor. You can earn dessert if you make fun of Carter. Carter, you're... Y- y- <laughs> you're just the worst. Worst what? What's Carter? <laughs> She's at loss for words. We'll we'll circle back. So you can still earn your dessert back if you think of a good comeback. Okay. To make Carter very ashamed of himself for not showing up to work today. Okay. With that said, the second movie 
we will be reviewing. And this one took me by surprise. This one, I, I went in almost dreading seeing this movie, but I got to say, this one is, if you have kids or even if you're an adult, you cannot miss this. The next movie we're going to be reviewing is Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yes, on a beer show, we're reviewing Clifford the Big Red Dog. And uh, I just, I had to take my daughter to go see a movie that makes me feel good after the huge Marvel disappointment this week. So in theaters now is uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. It stars Darby Camp, Jack Whitehall, Isaac Wang, John Cleese, Tony Hale, and David Alan Greer makes an appearance in it as well. So, <clears throat> those of you that aren't familiar with the uh, plot, of course, it's a dog that's red that gets very big. Very simplistic plot. And the movie is far from perfect. It's not, it's not going to win any awards, but it's one of those movies that's going to make you smile for a good hour and 45 minutes. And during movies like that, if I'm bringing my kids to, I kind of look around the theater to see uh, different audience reactions. And you can tell... Not only the kids were having fun with this, but I looked over to uh, a couple of adults next to me that were just smiling the entire time. So this one is a must-see. See it in theaters. It's just a feel-good, great movie. And I think it's going to be a huge hit when it uh, goes to streaming and when it uh, gets released to DVD. This is going to be part of my family collection, and I don't want any of you to miss it. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog. I got to give it a solid three out of four. The writers know what they're doing with this material. They know the books. They make it appropriate for kids and adults. There wasn't a slow moment for me where I looked at my clock. I wanted more of this movie. A lot of fun. Sweet story. Um, totally recommend it. Three out of four uh, for me. B, what'd you think? Well, well, I think it was okay. I like it, but I also don't like it. Some parts were okay, some parts were, like, just sad, and some parts were just... There was a lot of emotions in there. There was laughter, there was crying, there was happiness, there was everything. But that's the point of a good movie. If you have all those emotions, that means the movie is... You don't want to give a movie a bad review just because you have emotions. Well, it's not because of that. Like, a lot of a lot of movies um, can have... Movies can be good without even a lot of emotions, like only happiness or comedy or all different mixes. But I like this game. It's like a, let's just say a two out of three-ish mix. Out of four. Out of four stars, what would you give? Um, three and a half. That's a better rating than me, and you were more negative no, with it. No, two and a half. I, I, I don't know what I was trying to say. So two and a half. So, okay, so we're pretty on par with this. Me, I absolutely loved it. And again, it's far from perfect. It's a kid's movie. You don't go in it expecting an Academy Award. You expect it to entertain the kids. You expect it to entertain the adults for or make it less painful for adults. And this one, out of all the movies I've taken my kids to, this one is probably one of the better ones that um, I really enjoyed. Um, definitely better than the Peter Rabbit uh, that recently came out. So uh, this one is the go-to family movie of the year. Check it out. Bring your kids. You'll absolutely love it. So two and a half stars out of B, three stars out of me, and the stinker of the week, the month, and the year 
is the Eternals. Steer clear. Right? Sure. <laughs> All right. I want to thank B for joining me on behalf of Carter, who didn't show up for work. Uh, so did you want to earn that dessert? Yes. Okay. So make fun of Carter. Well, let me think of her. Something. You can't think very long. I know. <laughs> All right. Time's running out. Okay. Um, Carter, you're the worst person on the show. Oh, man. You heard it first from Brooklyn. And Carter, <laughs> you're a bad influence. Inf He's a bad influence? Yes. And I think Carter should be more like Justin because <laughs> he is more mature than Carter. Carter doesn't even make the best jokes. He doesn't even make any good jokes. Not even one. Like when I went versus with him, I did a better joke than him. Carter is a grown adult and I think he should be taught by me. I think you've earned that dessert. You know what? Just take the entire ice cream carton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Brooklyn, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate the time you took out for your dad to make up for a grown man not showing up to work. <laughs> yeah, Carter, if you're listening to this, just don't go on the show without learning how to do stuff. <laughs> All right, with that said, Brooklyn, thank you. Have your dessert, and I think it's past your bedtime. Well, bye. Say bye to Carter, wherever bye, he's Carter. listening. See you later, <laughs> if you know how to learn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we want to thank my daughter for being on the show as a guest reviewer. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so that is the movie review. So, uh, next, we're going to go into our podcast contest winner. So, those of you that listened to the last episode, the uh, contest was to uh, message us on Instagram at Justin Times Show. Uh, follow us, email us with a fuck you, Carter, and a compliment to Justin for extra points. So, we have picked a winner. This week's winner is Dre out of Houston, Texas. Dre, congratulations. You've won a six-pack on us. And since Carter's not here, it's on me because I'm paying for it anyway. And uh, the compliment that just caught our attention that we're going to review or that we're going to state on the air was absolutely brilliant. And it was uh, by far the best one. Uh, so, so the compliment goes as follows. As I wait by the fire with my can of last week's beer. A beer that Justin picked out very nicely. I lay by this lit fire. I listen to your voice intently as I find it soothing to the soul. I take a sip with every passing word I hear of you telling Carter to shut the fuck up. As I lay my head on my pillow with my beer still on hand, I cuddle up 
to my empty can knowing you have touched your lips to the same beer as me. I envision you pulling your sweaty beer to your lips as your pulsating muscles peek through your oh-so-tight shirt. Please tell Carter to shut the fuck up so we can hear the heavenly sound of your drunken words like birds on a summer spring day. All right, so Dre, first of all, I don't have pulsating muscles. Not even close. And second, why the hell do you have a lit fire in Houston, Texas? But hey, we appreciate the compliment. It was uh, very flattering. Creepy as all fuck, but flattering. So Dre, you're getting a six-pack. Oh, nope, I believe the compliment won you, so you're getting a 24-pack on uh, the Justin Time Show, so congratulations on that. So with that said, we will continue this contest uh, next week. You can win a six-pack on us by doing one of or two of the following. So, or three of the following. Follow us on Instagram and pop us a direct message, a DM, saying, fuck you, Carter. And for additional point, complimenting me. And we will pick the winner next week. All right. So congratulations, Dre, out of Houston, Texas. All right. And last on the list, I'm going to drink my Wheat Street IPA by Red Hook. And I'm going to set it down. So, that said... It's a six-pack rant. Carter's not here. He can't say anything. He can't tell me to not say anything. But I am going to still say stay moderate on this. As you know, we don't vote for colors. We're not a political show. We just see it as we call it. We stay down the middle. So can we just talk about Biden falling asleep at the climate conference? Okay. So that's my first issue this week. And the second... So... You have one job is you have cameras everywhere. I don't even know anybody that can actually knowingly have the most eyes on you. And climate is part of your huge agenda. That's like your number two. And you can't even stay awake in that meeting. That's a huge issue when you know everybody's looking at you for uh, improvements on climate change uh, and just overall gas emissions, and you can't freaking stay awake, and you have a cup of coffee right in front of you. I get that you're in your 80s, but come on, dude. <sighs> so next thing that just really pisses me off is when he, when President Biden, if you saw this in the news, came out during a press conference and lectured us on the supply, train, supply chain like we're idiots saying that we don't understand the supply chain, go to a restaurant they and just ask random people about the supply chain. So we won't know because we're that stupid. The people that voted for him, he is calling stupid. And then he goes to blame the media. Again, no accountability. So he won't take responsibility for anything. And now he's blaming the media that they're not explaining it correctly. Uh, Nancy did it last week. Biden's doing it this week. Again, my rant is simply this, accountability in politicians. Enough of the softball questions by the media. Somebody have the balls to come out and just hold this man accountable. Press him on the uh, hard topics. Don't let him off the hook. You barely get to speak to the man. You have him in a room. Take advantage and actually get him to be held accountable. Get him to admit faults. So we can improve 
improve on those faults. I can probably go on for another 30 minutes on this, but the key word on this, on the six pack round is just accountability. So I'll, if you look during the Trump administration, everybody was trying to hold this man accountable. They uh, mocked him for uh, his fake news propaganda. Uh, he attacked the media. And now we have Joe Biden blaming the media as well. But again, nobody's holding him accountable. Again, I talked to Carter numerous times about this, and he's not here to jump in, thank God. But the hypocrisy, if we pull anything out of the last two administrations, if there's anything that we have learned is how horribly hypocritical these parties are. And mind you, I didn't say uh, a single party. I said parties. So Republicans are held to a different standard as they play the race card. Uh, we go to Democrats and we won't hold them accountable. And the question is why? Why won't we hold these people accountable? And I think the answer is fear. We spent so much time bad-mouthing uh, Republicans that, oh, we can't, we can't touch them. They, they're the defunding the police people. They're the uh, ones that uh, will hold us accountable. They work for the American people. And the fact that we're getting no answers from our political leaders, that's a problem. So, <sighs> hypocrisy. That's my messaging on my six-pack rant. And I feel so much better. Take a sip of my beer. And I hope you join me in a cheers tonight on the first solo show of the Justin on the Justin Time show. It's a little bit awkward not having Carter to uh, take my aggressions on. That just means it's going to be equally, equally hard on him next week. And Carter, I know you're going to listen to the show later tonight if somebody finds you in the middle of the road. But you better show up to work next week. This is some hard work. Stacy's off for the night. She can't do all this. So it's just a one-man band. I had a I had a ten-year-old on the show. So, with that said, guys, I want to thank everybody for following us on Instagram. Thank you for the messages, uh, the messages and support everybody's been giving. Um, I I really appreciate it, and I will be serious for Carter. He appreciates it too. Um, we can't thank you enough. We're getting a lot of support, a lot of uh, emails. So just make sure you follow us on the Justin Time Show on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at JTime Podcast. And again, we do have the Six Pack on Us contest. Follow us, message us to get your name entered in. And if you, again, want to be part of the podcast, or just a random question or a beer you want to review, just email us at podcast.justintime at gmail.com. With that said, guys, I want to thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Just In Time with Justin and Carter. If it's current events, beer reviews, movie reviews, or anything else, we're talking about it. We hope you enjoyed the show. God knows we did. Of course, everything's better when you're hammered. I'm not saying they were drunk during the show, but, you know... 
They were drunk. <clears throat> okay. We gotta go, but we'll be back soon. In the meantime, fire us an email at podcast.justintime at gmail.com. Let us know if you have a beer you want us to cover. Give us some feedback for questions or why you'd be a good guest on the show. Follow us at Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.